0: Hello and welcome to the Fossil Huntress Podcast. Today on the show, we're going to explore the bones of a mighty mosasaur, or perhaps a tylosaur, that was found on Vancouver Island on Canada's far west coast. So fly with me wherever you are, over Canada to British Columbia, and then out into the Pacific to the beautiful island of Vancouver Island. And here, many years ago, Rick Ross from the Vancouver Island Paleontological Society found an amazing specimen of a mighty mosasaur, a big marine reptile. over on the island this past year visiting with Dan Bowen and staying with Mike Trask and Betty and I had a chance to go out with Rick Ross and with uh, Deanna Steptoe Graham over to some of the Nanaimo um, exposures and visit um, Denman Island and while I was on the island I went up to the Courtney Museum And within the Courtney Museum, they have a beautiful big block. So smaller than your car, but bigger than a dishwasher. A big block with a mosasaur um, lower jawbone and some teeth. And this was discovered years ago by Rick Ross. So I had a chance to ask him about it. And this is a pretty tremendous specimen. So it's sort of a beigey, grey rock matrix and the bone shows up nice and clear and kind of a medium brown, and the jawbone and the teeth are a nice dark uh, chocolate brown. And if you look closely at the specimen, I posted a photo of it on December 18th on the Archaea blog. So if you look at the photo, you can see there are several smaller disc-shaped objects just to the upper right, and these are part of this fellow, this uh, marine reptile's eye ring. So these bony plates allowed for safe hunting in deeper waters because they gave some protection to the delicate eye tissue from the intense water pressure. So um, diving birds have these same bony plates. In any case, uh, Rick engaged me with the tale of finding the Dove Creek Mosasaur and I'll share it with all of you. A few years ago, Rick Ross was collecting ammonites and other marine invertebrate goodies along exposures where they were doing the construction of the Inland Island Highway on Vancouver Island. And Fortunately for you, if you make your way to the island, to its southern tip, to the Royal BC Museum, many of the specimens he collected were donated there, and they now adorn a cabinet that bears his name and they're tucked lovingly in with stories he wrote about his collecting adventures and we have a we owe rick a huge debt in terms of science both for the fact that he found these specimens and donated them and also for his keen eye in seeing what not everyone can see and so when he was out in the field, he saw this great big block that clearly had some bone material in it. And it was a mosasaur bone. So mosasaurs have a hinged jaw that allows them to swallow very large prey, so significantly larger than themselves. And they evolved uh, special teeth that project backwards into the roof of their mouths that act as guards so once they get something in their mouth and they don't want it to escape the shape of these teeth helps uh, keep that prey inside so they can get it down into their bellies and uh, and grow big and strong and the block that Rick found contained the jaw bones but also the teeth and we can tell um, from the size so Given the jaw and the teeth, this complete specimen, if we could find the full marine reptile, would be as much as seven meters long and weighing up to a ton. So a very, very large specimen. On one lucky Sunday, Rick was out looking through the blocks that were destined to be crushed up um, as the tail end of the new highway construction. So the crews had just dropped off a pile of massive blocks near the Dove Creek Road crossing. And each of these blocks was about one to five tons in size. So big, big blocks that they would then crush down. And used to make the highway. And so Rick was looking through them when he spotted a concretion sticking out. And it didn't look all that different from the hundreds he'd seen up and down the highway. But he was interested in what it might contain. So he took out his geology hammer and struck a blow. And off popped the end. And inside was a large, perfect Mosasaur tooth. So Rick was Thrilled by this find and looking closer, he could see bone sticking out in several other places within this massive block. So excited for the find and not quite sure how to approach excavating it from this active construction site, Rick searched the highway and finally located a maintenance worker greasing up some heavy machinery. He excitedly told him about the find and asked Um, who he might call to try and save the block. So the answer was a bit disappointing. The block was destined to be bulldozed in the morning. So panicked but still hopeful, uh, Rick asked who the supervisor might be and see if he could uh, track him down on a Sunday evening. And while initially hesitant, the urgency and the excitement in Rick's voice swayed this mechanic. And with a warning that the supervisor would likely not be all that impressed to get this call, he relented and shared his telephone number. So Rick dialed up the number and received the predicted reaction. So unrelenting, Rick swayed the supervisor who agreed that if Rick could get a truck up to the site first thing in the morning, The block could be lifted onto the truck and he could whisk away uh, with his uh, chosen find. So the race was on. So Rick gave Pat Trask a call. So Pat works up at the Courtney Museum and the two are fossil hunting buddies. And it was Pat Trask that found the most recent elasmosaur this past summer on the Trent River. So the two of them got to talking and scheming about how they could uh, face this challenge. And the next call was to Doug Embry. He's another uh, fossil hunting uh, buddy within the Comox Valley community and part of the VIPS. And as luck would have it, Doug's brother, Sam, had a two-ton flatbed, a a, a big truck that they would be able to use. It would probably struggle a little bit against the weight. And they weren't entirely sure once they set this massive block on the truck if the truck would be going anywhere at all. But they thought, hmm, we'll give it a try. So the next morning they arrived at the construction site and the truck rolled in so this big flat bed and they drilled a drill hole and put a chain through one corner of the block then they lifted it way up and they, the truck groaned and the chain groaned as they placed it on the back and it leaned heavily on one side all the way into town so they had to come into Courtney on the Seventeenth Street Bridge as the safe route to the Courtney Museum just to kind of go slow and slow and not hit traffic and um, just in case this great big boulder rolled off fortunately, next door to the Courtney uh, Courtney Museum is a local building store, and they lent them the use of a large forklift to lift the block up off the truck and it tilted heavily on one side and then tossed it to the back deck of the museum. And once in place, it was far too big to move, so they knew it was safe. And it sat there for almost seven years. And then it was finally shipped to a preparatory lab down in Washington state. And there it was prepped and whittled, uh, still a massive block, but prepped out so we could see the bones the way we see them today. So that big block, that specimen, is now housed in the Courtney and District Museum on Vancouver Island in British Columbia. The jaw and associated bones are tagged as a mosasaur, but exactly what kind of mosasaur will need more study? And we may be looking at a Tylosaurus, so a very large mosasaur with an elongated cylindrical uh, premaxle, so the snout, from which it takes its name. So these were the big bad boys from ancient seas. They snacked on plesiosaurs and other smaller marine reptiles. So these big beasties did love to snack on their uh, on their marine brethren, friends. There's a famous find from 1918, Charles Sternberg, Found a Tylosaurus from the Smoky Hill chalk of Logan County, Kansas. So this big tylosaur had the remains of a plesiosaur in its belly. And that specimen, if you happen to be going by the Smithsonian, is still on display. It's quite a good, um, quite a good display they have there. Like many other mosasaurs, the early history of this taxon is complex and involves a lot of famous personalities and infamous rivalries. So you may have heard of two early American paleontologists, uh, Cope and Marsh, so Edward Drinker Cope and Othanel Charles Marsh. And Cope wins the day in terms of longevity in his naming of these mighty beasts. Philosaurus was one of the dominant predators of the western interior seaway during the late Cretaceous, so it'll be interesting to see which genus and species when we finally get the Dove Creek Mosasaur fully prepped out to find out which of these lovely cousins he was. So I hope you get to the Courtney Museum and I hope you get to see this specimen. And I posted it on the blog earlier this week so you could take a look and I'll talk to you guys very soon. Thanks for listening.